Because I know you're sick of me. I can tell the second we get on this thing, I can see it in your eyes. I know it. Well, I'm like excited to talk about the grassy, but it's the cold opens that really. uh... Let's move on. Let's. Who cares? Is this is this a new season opener where we just don't do them anymore? (laughs) New song, new year, new page. No new cold opens. We don't have to do we don't have to do cold opens. Oh, we could just argue about cold opens every. That's the cold open every yeah. week. Is just argue about cold opens. We don't have to do them anymore. I know they're stressful. Yeah. If they're too stressful and they're they're removing your enjoyment of doing the podcast, then we should stop doing. Okay. Them. No one's going to care. Okay. Agreed. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Susan Sarandon. You probably know me. I think I'm familiar, I, there yeah. is, I'm pretty sure there's a chance I've been on the show before. Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. I am a very famous progressive actor. I famously said that uh, Donald Trump winning the election would be good for the progressive movement. I'm a nonsense person. But I had to come on the show. I'm a great actor. I'm an great Oscar actor. winner. I won One of the greats. I won an Oscar for the movie... Uh, Dead Man Walking, where I played Sister Helen Prejean against uh, mm-hmm. Sean Penn, who was, which is why I, which is why I'm here. I I had to come on the show. to correct I'm everyone. Huge, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I know you know. We, we, mm-hmm. I, I've talked to you mm-hmm. before, Rachel. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, a fan of the podcast is uh, my ex partner Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Did you remember? He was on the show. He came yeah. on the show yeah. last week. Yeah, T Robbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was pontificating saying all sorts of things he was spoiling spoiled the end one of his his great films the um mystic river yeah. directed by yeah, you're um, big, the famous are you a big fan of mystic river susan i love that movie okay. i love it so it's directed by the famous uh conservative uh, clint eastwood mm-hmm, you know clint mm-hmm. eastwood he's a one of the great hollywood conservatives of all one time. of the great hollywood, he's a hollywood conservative. him and i we go like this we don't see this is what i'm doing here is i'm punching my fists together we butt heads <laughs> me and old clint but listen he's clint eastwood i have mm-hmm. to respond he's a man with no name for heaven's sakes so he's out here he's he's spoiling the ends of his movies i'd never spoil the, the end of a movie of one of my movies you know what i'm saying oh, like Thelma and Louise? This is, yeah you wouldn't spoil that one this, right you know, you know what speaking of Thelma and Louise, the 30 year anniversary of Thelma and Louise, one of the great cinematic movies wow cinematic movies that's what i say <laughs> not just any movie films. but a cinematic movie they call it a two-hander it's between myself and the great gina davis also an oscar mm-hmm. winner one of the great other great actors of our time now the, it's 30 years removed since that movie came out i'm still i'm still not going to come on the podcast here and upset my director ridley scott the great ridley scott mm-hmm. by spoiling it i wouldn't sit here and be like me and Gina get in the car and we drive uh, off a cliff and probably to our death. I wouldn't do that. That would be silly. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> also, what I got to say, Tim Robbins, my ex-partner, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm being totally honest with you, Rachel, mm-hmm. a really wonderful guy. Yeah. You know, sometimes like things happen. Sometimes things, relationships happen. They just don't pan out and you got to get – but this – him himself and myself mm-hmm. – uh, herself, myself. Mm-hmm. What was the T-shirt that the woman was wearing? Myself, the instant myself. Star. Yes, instant, instant star for the for the Patreon only. Mm-hmm. For the, the, these two covering instant star this month. I know, right? Episodes. Are episodes you a fan five and of six. instant star, Susan? 
You know, I started watching it because you guys were. I'm a patron. Oh, okay. So I started watching it because you guys are mm-hmm. doing the Patreon. I'm not. I, you know, I'm doing it for you. Guys. I feel like you really could shell out for the ten dollar level. I'm. You know, I feel like you might have the money for that. I'm just saying. But are you too busy giving well, your money to Jill Stein? I have a lot of charities and mm-hmm. things that that need my money. A lot of progressive mm-hmm. leftist charities that need my mm-hmm. money. Not Hillary Clinton. No, I'm not with her. That was my big mm-hmm. thing. I was not with mm-hmm. her. I don't know if you remember that. But anyway, Tim came on the show last week, and I had to come on because he was talking about me as if and saying we were to, still together. Yeah. And we haven't been together in quite a long time, damn near a decade, I believe. Wow. I think one of your great broomheads, Alex Green, was pointed that out for you guys. Mm-hmm. I was very thankful to her for mm-hmm. her for stepping in and saying, "Put the pump the brakes on this guy." I'm not, <laughs> it's not, with, not with Tim Robbins for heaven's mm-hmm. sakes. I'm with a bunch of young, handsome guys. Mm-hmm. I own a bar. I owned a table tennis bar or something at one point. Did you remember that? That sounds familiar. Yeah, I owned it. We would play ping pong you call it ping pong Mm -hmm. you call it whack it back Mm -hmm. you call it slinky glonky lots of names for where was that bar (laughs) the slinky glonky bar that i owned on the city somewhere in manhattan new york city i'm i i I don't do the la thing you know yeah no you're not that type bull durham i'm also in one of the great uh, some would say the great i've ever saw bull durham some would say it's the greatest baseball movie ever made Mm -hmm. I think your co-host Pat would say. Oh, okay. That, yeah, yeah. You you he's, can speak for him. That's fine. I think he's a big fan of Bulldorm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I wanted to come over here. I wanted to set the record straight. I wanted to say Tim Robbins, though a lovely man, mm-hmm. star of many great films, uh, uh, Howard the Duck, as he talked about, one of the greats, um, many other ones as mm-hmm. well. He was he he was incorrect. In saying that he and I were still a couple last week on the show. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but <laughs> my Slinky Sklonky bar is, uh, is no slinky. longer. I thought you said it was Clinky Clonky. Clinky. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, like I told you, there's a lot of names mm-hmm. for table tennis. It's, you call it table tennis, you call it ping pong, you call it. Speaking of table tennis, have you been watching the Olympics, the table tennis at the Olympics? You seem like someone who would be into that. I was coaching a guy ah. who was, he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. He didn't make the Olympic mm-hmm. team, but I was coaching him to get on the team. Mm-hmm. What's his name? He didn't make it. Rich Bryson. <laughs> One of the great, uh, he's a great rich, New York table tennis oh, Rich player. Bryson. Yeah. You got to look him up. You can, you can Google him on the Google. Oh, the okay. Google yeah. Machine. Yeah. The computer. Yeah. Rich Bryson, he plays pliggity plugity plugity plucks mm-hmm. also, which is another term. That sounds, you know, that like, sounds like a game that they play on the prices, right? <laughs> We call it shoot it back and forth. We call it that sometimes. <laughs> we call it uh, don't hit me in the nose. This is another game we play. We call it. There's a whole lot. Of th- you know, it's fun. It's just a fun. It's a fun uh, subculture. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're into any subcultures. But... Uh, probably. Hmm. Not this one, though. I'm Sub- not familiar with it. Subterranean cultures is what we call them. But anyway, I got to get out of here. I got so much going on. Oh, man. What do you got going on? Uh, you got to get back to that bar, right? I know. Like you did. No, it's closed. Okay. We, let, we had to close that place even before COVID. It's okay. not COVID's fault. Um, you know, I'm just busy. I'm Susan Sarandon. Th- what do you think a day in my life would be like? Busy, right? Actually, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I feel like you probably... Do you have a lot you have to do these days? 
I'm very busy. Mm-hmm. Yep. From the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, there's something going mm-hmm. on. And if there's not, I'm playing a game of bliggity bloops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>, bliggity bloops. <laughs> so between between all the chompy choops and the rest of my life kind of stuff that I'm doing, it's busy time. Mm-hmm. So I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me on the show. I think I might have been on the show before. Yeah, it feels familiar to me, but I can't really pinpoint why. But you know what? Amanda's going to tell us if you've been on the show before. She has a running uh, spreadsheet, Mm -hmm. which is great. It's great for everybody to see who's been on the show more than once, once Mm -hmm. or twice. The whole deal. But anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Susan Sarandon. Look me up at uh, susansarandon.com where you can see all my (laughs) everything I got going on. You can hear my podcast on Libsyn. Yeah. Good. It's called the the Susan Sarandon show. Nice to meet you, Susan. Or maybe see we, you for a second time. I'm not really sure. We've so. met. We've oh, met. Okay. Oh, we've oh, met. I'm sorry. Sorry. I wasn't sure if we had or not. Yeah, it's fucking rude, right? To be quite I know. I know. Well, it's I mean, I see rude. you in so many movies that I can't remember like what was real or not. Yeah. You meet a lot of, I'm sure, I, I guess, I'm sorry. You must meet a lot of famous people, so it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I do. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, we have like this revolving cast of characters, so... They all look like Pat, too, so it's very confusing. <laughs> I could see, actually, you know what? I could see how that could confuse you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's hard to remember. So I'm sorry. And I keep, Steven Tyler just keeps coming back all the time. So it's like really complicated for me. Yeah, 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 right? He's always yeah. doing that. Oh, yeah, a Steven. lot of that. Mm-hmm. I love Steven. He's mm-hmm. great. He's a silly guy. He's always, he used to come into my, um, Chase him about chase him abouts place. That's what we also call ping pong. Chase him abouts. Mm. That I've heard of. Chase him abouts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else we call it? Which is an interesting. Some uh, another thing that we call um, ping pong is uh, we call it the ghosties. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta get out. All of right. Here. Bye, I Susan. Couple, I gotta do a couple of ghosties. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whoa, Rach. I know Susan Sarandon after that whole Tim Robbins kerfuffle last week came back. She called me on the phone. She was like, you got to let me be on the show. She was like, I won't spoil Thelma and Louise. I think she did though. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she did. Right. I I wasn't, I was in the other room, but I could Mm -hmm. overhear. I could hear it in a sort of Charlie Brownish mumble. Mm -hmm. Seemed like she, um, she uh, spoiled the 30 year old movie Thelma and Louise, but Mm -hmm. How's this one for how how is this one for it? Ready? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, Rach? How you doing? How you doing, Rach? Please do that again. I want to hear the next I want to hear the whole chorus and everything. How you doing, Rach? How you doing, Rach? How you doing? Oh, man. (laughs) How you doing, Rach? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm back in Maryland. I'm watching the Olympics a lot. Work is really busy. I never told you about my date. Oh, yeah. You were supposed to tell me when we saw each other. You didn't tell me. Yeah. Are you going to tell me about it on the podcast? Yeah. I think think this is something we could tell the broomheads about, too, and the dope monkeys. This is great. Broomheads. Okay. You're going to get some fucking... Great insider in personal information right now from Rachel. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just exactly. gonna shut my mouth and let you go. Okay. So background. Pat already knows this, but for the broomheads, 
Pat we're and I great. We're best friends. I yes. know mostly everything. Most at most things, but I just hadn't told you about this because I was like, I'll tell you in person, and then we were too busy, and then we forgot. So Pat and I were out a couple years ago um, at a bar, and we talked to the bartender a lot. And the bartender and I were flirting with each other all night. I sent him. Yes. This is before we were even doing a podcast. Like this is a long. Oh yes, time this ago. was a long time ago. This, this is was like five years ago, maybe. Right. It was. It was like four years ago. But yeah, it was like not long before we started doing a podcast, so it's just just shy of four years. Um, Trump was president. Do you know that was the next question I was going to ask and you <laughs> answered it before? Because I pr- pretty much base everything on It was late right 2017. I looked back gotcha. at the timestamp, so it's late 2017. This guy and I like are flirting the whole night, so I reach out to him after the fact and ask him out, and he said, uh, actually, I'm sorry, I'm in like a long-term relationship. So I was like, okay, whatever. So fast track to a few weeks ago, beginning of the summer. Four years later. Four years later. Four years. uh, This guy sends me a Facebook message out of the blue. And he says like, hey, Rachel. um, Unbelievable. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I no longer live in New York City. And I'm no longer in that long-term relationship. And I always thought you were cute. I never saw this guy again. We saw each other once. This guy's had you in his head for four years. Yeah. Not to mention that he was in a long-term relationship, but flirting with me the entire night that we were there. Should have been a red flag. Should have been a red flag. That was one of the first of the many red flags just flapping in the breeze around me. Did you just hit your microphone, by the way? I did just hit my microphone. You just hit your microphone, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, it works both ways. Um, I want to say, yeah, uh, there's an old, there's a phrase, there's an old phrase from the olden days when they say he he had a light burned in the window. For mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. a light, an old light burning in the yeah. window for rage, yeah. man. And so we we had like a very hot and heavy exchange, text exchange for a few weeks there. Hot um, and heavy, huh? Hot and heavy. Um, Was it and, like, mm, like ooh, hot and heavy, or just like just a, just a lot of exchanges? Um, a combination of both. It was both wow. things. It was hot and heady, heavy content wise, but hot and heavy also amount. And it was almost like overwhelming to me. I was just like, this is a little much. I'm not used to this level of like contact with someone while I have like a job and a podcast and all these other things, you know, going right. on in my life. So Patreon stuff, Patreon too, stuff. Yeah. It's just a lot, a lot. So, <laughs> so, you know, Throughout this time, there were like a couple of things that I was like, hmm, that might be an issue. Hmm, that might be an issue, but like nothing like too bad. So I uh, we kind of like tailed off a little bit and I was like, I don't know if anything's going to come of this, but I'm going to be in New York City. He's going to be in New York City. Let's at least like meet up in person because it's been years since we've seen each other in person. I don't we- even remember what he looks like. I kind of did. And then we FaceTimed like a couple of times and I was like, oh, OK, like I. I think I know. And I also told him about this podcast, but there is no way he's listening to this right now. Did so. you? I'm going to ask you a question. You do mm-hmm. not have to answer it. Did you yeah. do sexy time FaceTime? Not sexy time FaceTime, but sexy time texting. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sexy time FaceTime. <laughs> the plot thickens. The plot thickens. So we go out last Monday. We are hanging out for five hours long conversation i i do want to caveat this with that i had a doctor's appointment like not long before this and i got a lot of blood drawn and i hadn't eaten anything and i just get there and i start drinking wine so like i wasn't my best self um 
And a lot of things clicked the next day. I was like, oh, God, I didn't realize, like, he said all of these things the night before that were, like, so problematic. Oh, my God. Um, and then I was like, so nothing nothing happened because we had kind of already been on the outs, I would say. Like, I think that I was starting to be like, I'm not sure about this guy. And I think that what he really wants is, like, he lives in Buffalo. I think he wants someone in Buffalo that is, like, there to fill all of his needs, which, like, seems like what he needs. So... So while we're conversing, he brings up, we're talking about cancel culture and me too. I don't know how this is like first date material, but this is like Rachel first date material. Oh God. If you, if you can't (laughs) hang with this kind of shit with you, you're not worth it. Exactly. It's not, it's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, I'm talking about, you know, the, the range of, you know, your Harvey Weinstein's down to your like Aziz Ansari situations. And somehow he brings up Louis CK and is like, you know, he just had a kink and like he just he asked people about it and he just wanted to do it. And that was really all there was to that. And like, I don't know, he wasn't even famous. Like, what was the big deal about that? And I was like, he well, wasn't even famous. He was like one Emmy Awards like every year. Yeah, he's very famous. But at the time when these happen. Was yes, his but he's argument. like an, he is such a he's like a. It's well known. He was well known. In even the circles that famous. it was happening in, yeah. he was like a guy that everyone revered. So yeah. it was like, it if wasn't you like said he was an no, unknown person. Yeah, exactly. And it was like still work related situation because it would re- involve someone's oh, like work situation. Um, That's then, then he brought up Jordan Peterson and defended Jordan Peterson. Who's Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson. <sighs> I'm not going to do a great job of this because so I want everyone to is Google him a little bit. He is a Canadian professor who in I mean, I'm going to tell you the way that he told me, but like look him up because he is a reviled conservative. Um essentially what this guy told me was that Jordan Peterson got mad when Canada mandated that you have to use the correct pronouns for people. <laughs> well, his argument was like why do you need to oh, mandate man. that? Um, this which guy seems great. I get that, but I'm like, also like, Oh, and he made a, a slight comment about Joe Rogan also. Then he also oh. said something about like, why was everyone mad about like the Victoria's secret angels? Because Victoria's secret is just there to sell sex. And the icing on the cake is he's a musical theater person. He's got a deep voice. So he, we were talking about the fact that like a lot of contemporary theater doesn't have roles for like baritones and bass voices that like, uh, and you know how I feel about musical theater. So like also You're the fact fan. that I talked about it for a while is You're like, a big fan. You're a big I was fan. really trying. Um, we were you talking about like Hades town has a role for uh, a baritone or bass voice. So I made a comment about how, um, one of my, one of my good friends went to NYU and like, like 20 years ago and her roommate was a black musical theater major at NYU. And I remember when I met her, when I came up to visit her complaining about, the fact that there were so few roles for black women in musical theater 20 years ago. Sure. And I was saying, you know, it's really nice to see that there's more representation happening and there's more diversity in casting. And like I saw King Lear two years ago and there was a deaf actor who had a, a sign language interpreter on stage with him acting with him. And I was like, just think about like if if that was you, like getting to see someone on stage who represented you like it just I think how much that representation matters you said this to the date yeah I said this to uh, the guy so I I'm said so all of this concerned about how where this is going and then he's like <laughs> he's this. like yeah but I feel like this diversity casting has gone too far because then there's like no roles for white men <laughs> 
Whoa, white privilege. Oh, yeah. He was just, I was like, oh, you're just like a mediocre, overconfident, white, straight white what guy. What did you who, like, do? Thinks, like, had, what? Thinks you're really uh, open and honest and vulnerable, but actually is like a real asshole. <laughs> so, so, yeah, this guy sucks. So yeah. t- tell me how it all ends. Well, I mean, essentially, like, we're not speaking really anymore. And not like in a, we said anything that was like, I'm never you speaking just, to you again. Right. It was just more of a, there were some other things that are like, like unrelated to the content of it that. He went on his podcast after the date. like, <laughs> you never believed this feminazi I went on a date. Yeah. So what I was saying was that there were some like other things going on that are like unrelated to like what the conversation was. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let this lie. I don't need to talk to this person again. So it was unfortunate, but I also will say this guy, this guy kept it. I know. And like, I think that like during the evening I'd had like a good bit of wine and not that much to eat and all this blood drawn during the day. So I was like, not my best, but also like I do have a history of being attracted to people that I like to argue with. So I think I was also a little into it at the same time. Uh, but I was like, this can never we can never speak again. <laughs> you guys bone, though, right? You guys did bone, right? No, we did not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we did not. And actually, now I'm like, I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> I thought about it and then I was like, no, you didn't this bone. Is but like there was a moment where you were like in the bathroom and you were um like just putting some water on your face and he barreled it and jerked off in front of you and then ran out. <laughs> Cause that's his kink. It's you just know? a kink. It's just a kink. <laughs> I have no power over you. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so I wanted to share that with the broomheads and the dope monkeys, just so you know, like always trust your instincts on people. So you're, uh, we can move on in a moment, but so, um, going into the actual date part of it did Mm -hmm. you kind of had an idea or this was like completely out of left field that he was like this was completely out of left field like Mm -hmm. all the red flags that i had before that were like not related to this they were they were like personal things that i was like i'm not sure about this but let's like meet up and i'll see if i can gauge some more from this person oh my god but yeah then this i was just like oh no (laughs) Oh, good. Great stuff. Great yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Four know, years. The, four years. The broomheads come for the personal stuff. That's what yeah. they love. Yeah. But. I mean, oh, he I also hate. he also kept saying, like, I'm a I'm a liberal, but. <laughs> I'm a liberal, but this stuff's gotten out of hand. Now. Yeah. They want me to like uh, they want me to like pay taxes. Oh, I'm a liberal, but like they want to like like uh, let abortions happen uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Stupid mm-hmm. Oh, man. But I'm not here. But we're not here. That's a great story. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to ask you how you're doing. But like that really, that took up the time. That's Mm -hmm. not how this goes. You don't ask me how I'm doing. That's the whole point of that segment. (laughs) That doesn't matter how I'm doing. No. We're not here to talk about (laughs) bad dates or good dates. This seemed like it was like a bad date, but also like a a, a good time. time. Yeah, I actually I had I enjoyed having this conversation. But like anything beyond that is uh, not going to happen. Yeah, this guy. I thought about like unfriending him quietly on Facebook, and then I was like, eh, like, yeah, just maybe not yet, yet, but like you know, eventually. So you think that there was enough there that was being 
from both sides that he knew he feels the same way where it's like this isn't gonna happen she's too like this oh no 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 i don't think it was even about that for me i think it was completely about uh like the other stuff that i'm not gonna go into but like some other personal things but i I think that he doesn't even think like he's probably like oh she's fine like doesn't even realize because i wasn't like yelling at him or anything i was just like okay like that's cool but it was clear you had two (laughs) two sort of like differing worldviews but that doesn't always mean that it It was clear to me i don't know if it was clear to him but interesting yeah are you gonna tell so (laughs) are you gonna tell me the other stuff or am i is that as much as i'm gonna know as well well i might tell you oh okay yeah i was hoping so yeah yeah. The broomheads don't need to know everything. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even know these people for heaven's sake. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) We know some of them. We know some of them. Yeah, we know some of them, but not all of them. And so I don't know know, who's listening to this. Here's the thing. If you join the Patreon, she might tell all this on the (laughs) Zoom. I might tell all. (laughs) This I believe she would probably tell on the Zoom. Mm -hmm. Those people. But anyway, we're not here to talk about all this kind of stuff. The good dates, the bad dates, Louis C.K.'s kink, uh, (laughs) the dwindling... (laughs) The dwindling roles for for white men in in uh, theater. in theater and fucking movies and shit. Yeah, please. <laughs> that is an absolute fucking joke. Um, I can't tell you how many times I'm watching something that's brand new, and I'll be like, I can't believe how fucking white. Like, I can't believe it. This everybody yeah. on the show is white. Um, so that's crazy. But uh, we're not here to talk about any of that. Of course, we're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation. Oh, my goodness. Are we ever Degrassi, the next generation? It's a Ooh. new year. There's some new people. We're going to get into. No, sorry, all there's that. not some new people. There's a shitload. There's of new so people. many new people that like this I, is basically a new show. I literally was watching the second episode. My dad walked in and I was like, I know him. I know her. I don't know any of them. I know. OK, maybe like I was like half of them. I know. And then I was like, OK, we got well, introduced to some of them but not all of them yet we know the great natty zavitz yes natty zavitz oh natty has a great zavitz. moment in this like lucas natty with the lid off is gone but natty zavitz is here to stay natty zavitz and it's amazing to me mm-hmm. that bruce the moose's real name is almost more fun than to natty say zavitz than is bruce great. the moose but before we get into it we're talking about degrassi the next generation but more specifically we're talking about degrassi the next generation's episodes this is a two-parter mm-hmm. 801 and 802 uh, uh, they are the 144th and the 145th episodes of Degrassi the Next Generation but because of all the two-parters like this one this is actually the 117th proper episode of Degrassi the Next Generation mm-hmm. it's called Uptown Girl Uptown Girl is a Billy Joel song and I know you love him the king of Long Island so lay it on me Rach what's you your know, favorite Billy Joel song because I'm the queen of Long Island yeah the queen um, of Long Island held in hands with her king Mr. Raccoon Eyes himself Billy J <laughs> one of my first uh, albums was a cassette of uh, River of Dreams uh, I think we have talked about Billy Joel before but I don't think we've had a Billy Joel well, song as a title have we? I looked it up and we have not I, oh, I thought okay. the same thing I was like I feel like we've talked yeah. about it. yeah maybe I don't know why he came up but I feel like we have talked about him and I have not re-listened anytime recently so I can't comment on when um, but my favorite Billy Joel song is you may be right. That's hilarious because I was going to say the exact same thing because I, <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Uh huh. Yeah. I could like, I mean, for most part, like I don't, I don't own anything other than that river of dreams cassette, which I think I got in rid of actually. Of night, um, I but I feel like I've heard a lot of Billy Joel during my life, uh, on the radio and at karaoke 
and um, uh, situations like that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't mind listening to most songs, but not all songs. I'm not a fan. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like him. I think he's annoying. There's a, there Didn't album... you go see him at Madison Square Garden I with did. your mom? I, not with my mom, with okay. my cousin and, okay. and his mom. I did oh, go. Okay. I did go. You, go, you want the aunt. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it was fine. I mean, mm-hmm. he's f- he is what he is. He's not my thing. Yeah. Um, Glass Houses, the album Glass yeah. Houses. I actually, you may be right, it's not my favorite Billy Joel song. My favorite Billy Joel song is a song called All for Lena, which is mm-hmm. also on Glass Houses. It's a little mm-hmm. bit more of a deep cut, if you I will. did. I did actually get my, so my parents have like a ton of old records or actually like mm-hmm. literally right a bunch of them over there. Um, but they gave me Glass Houses. I like that one. That's his answer to punk. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which is, is like my because speed, I don't think so. punk was asking him any questions, no. which I have to say, I just stole that joke because there is I am currently I met I, I came in here knowing I was going to do this. Mm-hmm. I am reading a book. Mm-hmm. It is called It Never Ends by the great Tom Sharpling. Mm-hmm. Tom Sharpling is the is a comedy writer and the host of the best show on WFMU, which is a local New Jersey radio show that he hosts and does comedy bits with John Worcester from Super Chunk. It's been around forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. He also has a podcast with the great Julie Klausner right now. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite mm-hmm. funny people. Um, is he just a comedian? I don't know his name. He doesn't do. He's not a comedian. He's a okay. comedian in this, in like the way I'm a comedian. Like yeah, he's like, uh, okay. He's, he's a like funny around. Person. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. But he's um, not a musician by trade. No, but he's a huge music fan. Fan. Okay. And like he's a, his show, the best show on WFMU, is one of the greatest radio shows of all time. Um, and his podcast with Julie Klausner is great. I just love him. I love him so much. I was so excited. He wrote this book. It's a memoir. It's funny mm-hmm. and it's sad and it's so great. It never ends. I can't recommend it enough. I'm showing, I'm showing it, but yeah, no one I'm can like, see it. Okay. It's so great. And the first chapter, or mm-hmm. is it the second chapter? Um, I believe it's the first chapter is all about how much, uh, he hates Billy Joel. And, um, <laughs> It is so funny um, that I was I like read long excerpts of it to Adrian because I was like, this is like perfect. Everything Mm -hmm. like the way he writes about Billy Joel is so funny. And then he. um, I remember enjoying his album Glass Houses, which was Billy's answer to punk. I'm not sure what question he thought punk was asking him. That's the line that I also (laughs) just I said it that is so funny. Uh, or why Punk would even be talking to him. But answer he did with hardcore slammers like you may be right. And it's still rock and roll to me. Punk mm-hmm. chestnuts that got the pits moshing from mm-hmm. coast to coast. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. it's very great. It's I, I, I it's a very great book. And mm-hmm. that's recommendations corner, if you will. Uh, yeah, it never yeah. ends. Tom Sharpling. Read it. Get it at the library. It's so funny. Already I'm like 100 pages in. I can't, I can't put it down. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Tom Sharpling. Anyway, Billy Joel. I hate Uptown Girl. I oh. hate it. Uptown Girl reminds me, as I said a couple weeks ago, of riding in the the Mumford's car next door. You did. That might have yeah. been why we were talking. Yeah. Um, um, of the, Uptown Girl comes from the album An Innocent Man. Mm-hmm. And he also says something very funny. I hate Piano Man also. I hate it too. It's horrible. But I like, uh, you know, I can take a, oh, what's the restaurant song? Scenes from it. Brenda and Eddie was still yes. going steady in the summer of the day. It's uh, fun. Uh, he says, I do remember uh, really not liking an innocent man. 
Billy's most recent album at the time. This is a, a, a story he's telling about the first time mm-hmm. he went to a concert at Madison Square Garden with like mm-hmm. kids when he was a kid and it was to see Billy Joel. Okay. Um, he goes, uh, this was his Remember the Good Old Days album. It had one song that was like a terrible version of a Four Seasons song. That other song that was like a terrible version of a Temptation song. And one number that can only <laughs> be described as even worse, doo-wop. <laughs> so if that kind of stuff makes you happy and makes you smile and laugh, I can't recommend mm-hmm. this book enough. So, oh, tell her about it is fun. Oh God, I'm trying to remember what other songs. I, I yeah, but uh, you may be right. It's definitely hands down, like miles away from all the other Billy Joel songs. For he me. walked through Bedford Stuy alone, even rode his motorcycle in the rain. Mm-hmm. Rich, yes. This is all well and good, mm-hmm. but I got to tell you. Yes. I fail. Now, I know that the Broomheads have told us and, and we've been hearing a lot about these next few seasons about how mm-hmm. some a lot of people seem to not like them. Mm-hmm. I feel re-energized by this new cast mm-hmm. of characters. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about them. They're mm-hmm. all new personalities that I can't mm-hmm. wait to meet. The Shep is here. I the mean, Shep. I'm... <laughs> ready how do you feel i feel like so much happened in these two episodes because they were trying to introduce us to so many people and then show us what all of our old favorites were also up to and everyone looks a little different because it's a new season it's a new school year um you know the ones that we're used to they got the haircuts and you know did other things there's a football team like there's just a lot going on and um fashion show but I, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm into this. This is so much better than like season seven really dragged in a lot of points. And like, and I know I feel like I'm in the minority here, but like even with the stuff with fucking Emma and Liberty and Manny, I was like, I don't fuck care about this. Like no. get me back to the school, get me back to yeah. the kids, these new kids. I'm excited to like fucking yeah. pal around. With I don't think guys. they, I don't think they did enough for that Emma, Liberty, Manny storyline to make it interesting. But I know that we're going to, spend more time with them because you know yukon kelly is now a new character oh fuck you i also wrote down yukon <laughs> kelly. kelly it bummed me out a little bit because like um emma and manny are supposed to live together if you get to the place and you find out you're not rooming together you would be mad like manny was just like okay great like i don't care yeah and i that i didn't understand at all and i was like okay this is when i'm cl- like clearly an emma and not a manny because i would also be like extremely upset about that it was like bringing me back to like I don't know. I don't know what your roommate was like in college. I didn't know him going into college, and then he remained my roommate for four, four full years. So and I know a lot of people friends. that that happened for. That was not my situation. Mm-hmm. I um did not know my roommate moving in, and my roommate transferred after the first year, and then I didn't know my roommate my second year because all of my f- friends, all my new friends in college, all roomed with people that they liked. <laughs> So they all stuck with them. So eventually some of the people from my floor became my roommates the last two years of college. But the first two, I don't speak to them at all. Right, right. One I'm friends with on Facebook, but the other one, I have no idea what happened to her. Yeah, I lucked out. I, I, he was my my best friend pretty much through all of college. Do Mm -hmm. I speak to him now? Uh, Not really. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not, there was no falling out. Yeah, yeah. People change and. Yeah. I actually talked to him recently on instagram or something but like Mm -hmm. it's weird that like i don't know i'm i could be better at keeping in touch with people but Mm -hmm. a lot of it lies on me but like yeah we were very close very tight Mm -hmm. dan garris god bless you danny 
I hope you're doing well. My freshman year roommate was named Sarah, and I don't even remember what her last name was, which says a lot. I'm a nice person, right? For the mm-hmm. most part, you think so? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to tell a quick story. Okay. So did I'm you go nice... on a bad date? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to tell a college story. I'm going to tell rather. I'm going to try to tell it as succinctly as possible because it's irrelevant to the podcast, and if it goes on too long, cut it. So. I, my roommate and I were very, very close. And my, I believe, junior year, he studied abroad for the second half of, mm-hmm. of the second semester. And we come back from Christmas break. I lived in a big suite with like eight people. And okay. we all okay. had rooms. And okay. they were all my friends. So we get back the first day and then like the second day and, and nobody's moving in to mm-hmm. his room. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have, it's just going to be me. I'm going to have a, basically have a single. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the third day rolls around and this kid moves into the room. I lived in a room with this person. I remember his name. I'm not going to say it because it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I lived in a room with this person for however long a semester is, five months, four mm-hmm. months, I don't know, December to May. Mm-hmm. I never talked to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I said hi to him. And then I was just like, I fuck it. This isn't. Dan, I hate this guy. Mm-hmm. He could have been a lovely person. I don't mm-hmm. know. I know nothing about him. I would leave when he would like come around, like and then and that's it's one of my most regretful point periods of oh my, my life was how I didn't treat him mean. I wasn't mean to him. Mm-hmm. I just basically ignored him into oblivion. Now. I had a girlfriend and I basically spent, she lived off campus and I was there most of the time. I basically lived there. So it was like kind of not that terrible, but Mm -hmm. like I was such an asshole to this person. And I, I think about it and it makes my skin crawl a little bit. I hate myself from that time period. Poor guy. I hope, I hope other people were, I don't think anybody, I think, and then I think people followed my lead. Mm hmm. And we're, and like, we're not at. nice to him. And he, like, lived oh, his sad no. semester of junior year because I just decided I was going to hate him. Why did he move into your room for half of a year? Rachel, I never spoke to him. I, have no, <laughs> no I know idea. nothing. I know nothing about I knew oh nothing God. about him. I knew his name. Yeah. And that was it. And that he, I knew his name and that he was, like, into, um, uh celebrity psychic sylvia brown <laughs> wow all I know. And, and i I'm, thought like yeah i'm usually a, a pretty welcoming mm-hmm. nice person i never yeah. I, I i spoke to him none wow i mean like it's an awkward i mean i guess yeah my freshman year roommate if i had if she had moved in for a semester my third year of college i might have not I don't know I wasn't I would never mean to her or anything like that but I think I might have had less patience for her she she um was there when I got there she was there before I arrived and it looked like she had just moved in like she hadn't unpacked mm-hmm. anything and it looked that way for the rest of the nine months that we lived together like right. everything was just a disaster and she barely ever left our room um she did to like go eat and for classes but otherwise like she never went anywhere or did anything she had a boyfriend that she was on the phone with all the time um 
she took birth. This is the worst part. She took birth control, which you're supposed to take around the same time every day. But she decided that the perfect time to take that first year of college was 7 oh, a.m. Yeah. And she used to sit in the dark of our dorm room so she wouldn't open the blinds and just chew, right. like eat cereal in the dark while she took the birth control because apparently you're supposed to eat with that. Like I was, I've never heard that. Um, and it was just awful. And then she transferred. So I was like, great, who am I going to live with? Cause all my friends like live with each other. They like people that they live with. So no one wants to move in with me. Sure, um, yeah. so who I would? got, I got, I got put with a, <laughs> so I was a sophomore. I got put with a junior named Rena. Um, who was Rini? much easier? Not Rini. I wish yeah. she was. Rena was so much easier to get along with. And but the only thing I really remember about her was that she would get like whatever cheap wine she could get. Like we had a dry campus, and I didn't really drink much in early college. It wasn't until after I uh, studied abroad and was like could drink legally elsewhere that I drank more. Um, but she would get like really cheap wine that you could get with a fake ID and watch Sex in the City. So I just remember like drinking cheap wine and watching Sex in the City with her. Which is like the only fine. time I really watched Sex is like, yeah, she was fine. She was nice. And we're still friends on Facebook. Like she's, but I don't know. I haven't spoken to her since. The thing about this poor kid is when you switch room assignments in the second semester, that mm-hmm. means your first semester was not great. Yeah. Because you requested to move rooms. Or you were studying abroad and so you didn't have a place. But he was younger than us. I was a junior and I believe he was a sophomore. Okay. Listen, I don't know. And honestly, maybe, like I said, I wasn't like outright hostile to him Mm -hmm. verbally. I just ignored him into oblivion. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. I'm embarrassed to tell that story. Broomheads, Mm -hmm. I'm better than that now. And I've learned from the mistake. And if I ever Mm -hmm. met him, I would tell him, oh my God, what a terrible, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry I made that. I made your second semester of your sophomore year so uncomfortable. No. Oh, God. Terrible. Anyway. He's, he probably listens to every episode of this podcast. He's a big fan. We'll get an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. Listen, mm-hmm. if you do listen to this podcast, even if it's just to hate me, because maybe you hate me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably you don't think. I mean, most likely he doesn't even. It's fucking. I'm, we're 40 years old at this point. So. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a nice thing. It was one of my worst moments as a human. But you learn. You live and you learn. Much like Mia. Was living and learning about much, much like Mia, who might not have what it takes. <laughs> I kept saying that, like, do you have what it takes? And I was like, whatever it takes. <laughs> oh, we model. should we should mention since you mm-hmm. said whatever it takes in the song. There, the song is back. There are words to the song again. They've written that wrong. Suddenly, they're like, oh, let's go back to our old intro, but like with new people because right. last season was not good. Or was it six and seven that had a bad intro? I don't remember if both of the seasons had no song. I will say this. Having words to the song is a major upgrade to not having words Mm -hmm. to the song. But this still isn't like wonderful. No, no. I mean, it's better. For example, this still doesn't have if I do. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll never get that again. Or the children's (laughs) chorus of the first few seasons. (laughs) If I hold up. Guys, if you want to hear me sing the song from uh, Instant, Instant Star, Star, check out the Patreon this month. It's going to be crazy. It's all about. Anyway, so we got the song back. We got it. We, uh, what do you want to talk about? We got a new principal. The Shep. Mm-hmm. This guy is a fucking the nightmare. Shep. I think I, I he's like the 
but he I think he only lasts like half of a half a school year. So I don't think that we're going to have him for terribly long. Well, he refers to Holly J on a on a microphone in front of the entire school as a hot little number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which makes Archie Sim- Snake Arch- Simpson has like is like what is up with this guy? He already can't handle it. Archibald Rupert was like uh, disgusted. So we're back. We got some new mm-hmm. grade niners. Who do we got, Rach? We got we got Allie. Yep, that's Sav's little sister. We, we love Claire. Her. Claire, Claire Grimes Beach. Rachel's going to tell us some things about Claire Grimes Beach. I don't know if she's going to do it now or later or whatever, but she doesn't like her. Well, so far, I don't really like Claire Grimes Beach. <laughs> I felt a little bit bad for her, but, you know, I you texted, texted in the middle me, of this episode. Because oh, you texted <laughs> me and said, I hate Claire. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't finished it yet, and I was just like, it's oh. About... Who else do we got? We got Connor. We Connor. Mm-hmm. We got, who's uh, who's like the new Casey? Casey. We did got, we have this conversation about the fact that like I have a cousin whose name is Casey and it's like Casey instead of you know Casey. Yeah, Casey. Yeah. But this KC stands for Kirk Cameron, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Kirk wait, Cameron? What are you talking about? I looked it up. So his name is KC, but the KC is short for Kirk Cameron. The character's name is Kirk Cameron? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Kirk Cameron Grimes Beach. Huh, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Casey Grimes Beach. Casey Kirk Cameron Puree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll work have on it. Tr- have you tried my Candace Cameron Puree? <laughs> one of the great, one of the best of the early jokes. Go back, to, go back, mm-hmm. broomheads. Um, like, we've got mm, green beans, maybe green beans, maybe <laughs> that's where the podcast dis- discovered its life. Yeah, exactly. I think that was episode I think three. Green beans, <laughs> green beans, maybe was when we figured out what this podcast was. Yeah. And that was early. So we didn't take too yeah. long. And the big and it and uh, and and Jeff Isaac's big gulp gulp helped in the first mm-hmm. episode. But anyway, so, episode. yeah, we've got a lot of grade niners. We've got Danny and Derek with some haircuts. Oh, yeah. And they're fucking football. Were they football players last year? The ship says something about bringing football there. So I'm assuming they didn't even have a football team there. So (laughs) and now Danny, who's farting in a hot tub all the time, is suddenly the quarterback and like the hottest guy in school. I I know. I know. It's amazing. And then we got all we got our, you know, our old friends. We've got Anya and Holly Jacoby and Myers and we've got Mia and we have Leia, who apparently like everyone knows Leia, but like we've never seen her before. <laughs> I thought she was kind of new, though, right? Because didn't Mia not uh, she like didn't know anybody. And Mia was like, I'll be your friend. You can like eat. And we, I, we both need friends. Maybe. I don't know. Am I wrong? I don't. Maybe I didn't. I thought that was Claire Grimes Beach about. I, having a conversation about that but maybe i just missed that meal I, I don't know it's a lot of needing friends and lunch there was a lot of meals that happened in this meals mm. meals on wheels bella is back your favorite what'd you think of bella this episode i was gonna take your temperature on what did you think slightly better but not I much agree. i agree i agree i <laughs> yeah. thought the same thing i, I was thought, like oh, oh she she delivered some of her lines better and then some like still terribly yeah yeah yeah. So we're meeting all these kids. We're meeting all these people. Uh, but what we're really doing is we're we're turning Mama Mia into a model. She mm-hmm. is. She was she, she the ship 
who is the principal, as mm-hmm. you said, is also the football coach. Mm-hmm. And he's and he really, came from Lakehurst, apparently. Yes. And so he must have been just like out of a job the last six months. Must have been something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, he's really like just a football coach, but he also gets to be the principal. But he's really very he's like, we're starting school off. No, no classes. We're just going to have mm-hmm. a rally for the football team with a fashion show. Me is desperately trying to get on the spirit squad. Holly Jacoby and Myers Sinclair isn't happening. Holly J is so fucking mean. And I I really I love Holly J. <laughs> She's so horrible. Um, Mia is late. She's got Bella. Did you notice? So Bella is like is annoying Mia by like pulling on Mia's hair. I don't know if mm-hmm. you noticed this. She's pulling mm-hmm. on Mia's hair while she's trying to have a conversation with Holly Jacoby and Myers Sinclair. But at the beginning, the the actor, the little girl playing Bella, is not doing it. And uh, Nina Dobrev grabs her hand and starts like having her pull oh her God. hair. I like gotta, she coaches her this. into doing it. It was very. I I mean I think I noticed that. Um, so yeah, she's learning. I wonder how close they are. I wonder if Nina Dobrev and the actress who played her daughter are still friends. Ever talk now? <laughs> I would want to know, I would cameo Nina Dobrev just to find out the answer to that question. Is she on cameo? I don't know. She's probably yeah. not. Probably not. She's a legitimate famous person. It's yeah. all about. So the Shep is, he's, he's awful, but I, I kind of like love him. I'm mm-hmm. Well, she tries to get her to stop doing it is what it was. She grabs it, but she grabs it really awkwardly. And then I thought she grabbed it to be like, you got to do this now. No, oh, oh no, no, no. So the so Bella grabs her hair first oh, okay. and then so and then Mia grabs her hand. But it's just like not none of it's done very well. And also this child is also still not three years old. She's like <laughs> she's significantly older than that. <laughs> but she's starting pre-K or, or yeah. kindergarten or something. She remember. said pre-K pre-kindergarten. And she said, "Okay, go draw mommy a picture." And then she quietly like goes into the other room. This is a a great child. She Mm -hmm. can dress herself with just by being told, and then can Mm -hmm. draw. Just goes and plays by herself. Can I have Mm -hmm. her? Yeah. The Shep is in the building. He is. I can't like so. There's a scene. I'm gonna do the Shep scenes. Mm -hmm. The Shep is Mr. Shepherd. Mm-hmm. He insists that all the kids call him the Shep. Mm-hmm. He called Holly J a hot little number when they were doing their like fashion show thing. Yeah. And then after Nina Dobrev is spends a whole night partying at her modeling job, she shows up to class late. And there is some interesting interaction Ooh. between her and the Shep. Yeah, she like flirts with him. She asks to get like a late pass. And can you also write me like a pass that like gets me out of homework? Now, it should be known her modeling job, which I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But oh, it's fine. We can jump around. We don't need to. If we do this chronologically, we'll be here all night. I'll lose my mind. He mm-hmm. she gets a job modeling for like the a, a famous quarterbacks, new shoes, T-bombs. which are called T-bombs, which I did not know what T-bombs were until the last three minutes of the episode. Did you know they were shoes? They say something early on that implied to me it was shoes. I had no, I was like, what the fuck are T-bombs? I was like, is she going to be showing her boobs? (laughs) And those (laughs) were going to be her T-bombs, her titty bombs. Oh my God. So she comes in partying from this, at this event. Mm -hmm. She's drunk and she is flirting with, with the ship. And he is Mm -hmm. like given, he's like, she's like, does this pass excuse my homework? And he's like, it does now. 
Yeah, and she's like giving him like a little look. Are we done with Hatsu? Is Hatsu gone? I don't know. Also, I was a little bit confused because they say something about Peter, like the only like someone's like, is, is your mom coming back? <laughs> I know. There, yeah, because Paula Brancati was like, I'll do anything to get hot Sue back because she did. not. Yeah. She does not like T-bombs or the ship. There's not the ship. Yeah. No one likes T-bombs either. Confusing everybody. Um, it's OK. There's a lot of there's a lot of like terrible white men in this episode. <laughs> well, there's just two. It's those two. Um, and then later on, the ship uh reprimands the nerds from eating in the in the computer room because he doesn't want them yeah. to get may- mayonnaise on the, on the computer i kind of love the chef oh i love him i don't like him as a i don't like mm-hmm. him but he's fun he's like a fun asshole mm-hmm. character yeah, he's like yeah. every bad 80s bully but now he's become the principal he's the principal so anyway i can't so, wait for him and archie to get into it i know it's gonna happen also sexy he goes so uh claire grimes beach and connor and and uh 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 casey mm-hmm. they're all in like um the gifted and talented the gifted program. and talented program and the chef walks into the classroom and is like look all you kids are different you're a little weird <laughs> <laughs> and and archibald rupert's trying to be like no they're like very smart he's like mm. all right we understand you're a little bit weird yeah, you're different <laughs> Oh, I love the Shep. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's your new favorite character? I he's he's a character that I'm enjoy. I enjoy. Yeah. Is he my? Would I ever like call him? He's not my favorite character, but I definitely. When he told those kids they were weird, <laughs> <laughs> and called Holly J. Jacoby Myers Sinclair a hot little number, I was like, mm-hmm. Jimmy Christmas couldn't yeah. do that these days. So there's like 17 things that lead us to like Mia's. Uh, modeling which is like that there's this weird fashion instead of like the first day classes they have like football something and uh, a fashion show which is bizarre the chef would have put one more f on there and been like football fashion show and fucking he would have like had them all fucking in front of him french fries fries, yeah. yeah yeah so there's a weird fashion show and holly jacoby and myers sinclair has like gotten a modeling scout to come for this like not real fashion show like they're wearing really ugly dresses <laughs> they're just like bringing and out just like the parading team. down with the football team and of course when mia goes with danny her, her new love interest evidently mm-hmm. she does like the splits and then the fashion model uh agent is like i'd like to see you come to my office maybe we'll get you some gosies now they refer to gosies as if er- everyone's heard just- of it yeah i had what the is it an is that an audition I guess so for modeling or in, I don't, I've never modeled. I don't know. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like there, it has to be like a thing Mm -hmm. that people understand outside of modeling. I think it must be like a, maybe Canadians called auditions. Go They said go in the first part of this episode of the the first Mm -hmm. part or, uh, 35 times. (laughs) Go I got it. All go and no jobs stoked about the ghosties you know who they made a main character now is shantae who like just kept randomly appearing like throughout our earlier seasons had no idea what grade she was in or anything like that (laughs) now i guess she is uh i mean wasn't she like like four seasons ago like friends with manny and yeah yeah she's just like all over the place also i think she's the editor of the anti 
grapevine. Grapevine, which I they have not explained anything to us about that yet. It seems to be the the warring paper to the grapevine, which they simply called the anti-grapevine, which is yeah. fucking hilarious that you could not come up but with. But they are so invested in this that they put it in the opening credits, so you're gonna see it for the entire season. Oh, the anti-grapevine is gonna play into some stuff, I think. It's gonna be I'm some really scandals. stoked for that first episode. So oh, this is probably like Gossip Girl era. Yeah. This is those kind of blogs. Well, we were told that the Gossip Teenage Girl era blogs. starts during the Twincest when they show up. Oh, I thought There's, it was 2007 that Gossip Girl started. Is this 2007, this episode? This no, this is oh, like, this is, um, this should be 2008 now. Uh, uh, yeah. Or maybe late 2007. Rachel, I'm only telling you what somebody told me. I'm not giving mm-hmm. you, I'm not giving you my mm-hmm. thoughts. I'm just mm-hmm. regurgitating some opinions here. Mm-hmm. Take mm-hmm. it up with. Much like you were with Billy Joel. I hate Billy Joel. I don't hate Billy Joel. He stinks. Um, He also says, like, in the book, something along the lines of, like, Billy Joel seems like a really nice guy, uh, unless, and and he he doesn't really, like, he's, forget it. (laughs) Basically, the gist of the joke is, like, he seems like a nice guy, and you'd probably like him unless you lived on one of the blocks in Long Island that he drives down frequently. (laughs) because he's a uh, drunk driver Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so we got mia is going on all these go sees all the while she's roman uh beginning a little romance thing with uh danny van zandt Mm-hmm. Should also be noted that she's a ele- she's able to be doing all of this extracurricular stuff because her mother has decided to help her with the baby. Mm-hmm. I guess she never helped her prior to this. Yeah, just make her care for that child all on her own while she went to school. I mean, I guess she had to have gone to like daycare or something. One would think that, yeah, but then I guess she has to pick her up from daycare, and then so she can't do extracurricular activities yes. or something. Um, so she goes to this model. One of the big jobs she's going for is quarterback T-Bomb. I don't know what his name is. Timmy. Tom. Tom. Tom Bomb. Tom Bomb. Tom Bombs. Tom Bombs. Tom Blake is what his name is. He's a famous quarterback. He looks like he's 11 years old. How is he a professional athlete? (laughs) He's a 22-year-old famous quarterback. Is he? Married for two years. (laughs) Yeah, he's been married since he was 19 years, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And she's auditioning. She falls all over the place. She kicks a football into some guy's face. This was great. It was amazing. And so that's when the model agent is like, you know, some people just aren't cut out to be models. Mm -hmm. So she steals the uh, Tom Bomb's information. Mm -hmm. Calls him up, goes to his hotel and fucks him. (laughs) No joke. Yeah, yeah. His, it's not even his hotel. It's his apartment that he keeps in the city. So I guess he's a Canadian footballer. Yeah, which means that he can't be that famous, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Also, so he, she fucks him. Full on oh, fucks oh, yeah. him. To get yeah, the more job. than once. More than once. Well, here's what I was like. I was like, oh, what's going to happen is she's going to fuck him. And then he's going to find out that she's in high school and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe. And she wasn't going to get the job because she would like led him to believe she was older. But, oh, no, no, no. He is fully aware that she's in high school so much that he shows up at 
her high school to yes. pick her up. And it's like just openly fucking care. a child. Yeah. Again, like it was you a said, different time. <laughs> and he is only he's 22 years old. Yeah. So it's not like he's like 30, but he might be 30. I have no idea. Like, oh, I thought just... you said he was a 22 year old football star. They didn't oh, no, say I'm that. just saying based on his look. So oh, he could uh, be 40 for all we know. Right. Right. I and mean, the like, Shep has been pretty gross. So so they fuck. She gets the job. Mm-hmm. She ends up at a modeling party. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't know what kind it's of It's like the press release party or something like that. And so she brings Leah, who is her new friend, Leah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's kissing girls to prove that she can like hang there. And Leah's not into it. And uh, and so Leah's like, I'm leaving. But meanwhile, Tom Bomb and mm-hmm. all of his cronies want mm-hmm. Mia and Leah to stay for them all to fuck. Now, also, Leah is also, as we said, a child. Yes. And she le- and she's leaving and she's like and then Mia says, if you leave, it's gonna make me look bad. And Leah says, You don't need me to do that. And I was like, that's fucking sh- the shit. Yeah. Leah's the shit. And then uh so she stays at the party, uh, presume that she fucks this guy again. Mm-hmm. And then she shows up for school the next day and uh Leah's like or Leah? Leah. Leah Leah. It's saying? Leah like Princess Leia. Okay, Leia mm-hmm. is like um how was the rest of your night? And we're like, how was the rest of your party? And Mia says, it wasn't, wasn't play. It was work. Mm-hmm. And Leah goes, Leah goes, oh, you're such a, you're like a walking cliche or something. And yeah, like, she does. Yes! <laughs> I love you. You said, yeah, you're like a bad cliche sleeping your way to the top. And that's when Leah finds out that she did in fact fuck mm-hmm. Tom Bob to get the job. Mm-hmm. And then we find out later that she already had the job. They just mm-hmm. hadn't told her yet. So she mm-hmm. didn't even have to go fuck Tom Bomb. Mm-hmm. Twice. Stuff. Yeah. And that he has a wife and he's been married to for two years. She didn't know that, though, to be fair on her. To be no, fair no, no, her. no. She didn't know that. And I'm, I'm not saying blaming that on her. I'm saying that Tom, Tom Bombs is the, is the bad person here. But She was the new T-Bombs girl. So they they have a tiff at the end. He's like yelling at her, like, who used who? And I was like, oh, he does have a point there. Because she says, mm-hmm. you knew I had the job and you still fucked me. That's what she said. She uses yeah, that's what she said. Literally. She says, you still fucked me. And she says, you used me. And then he said, you who used who? And I was like, oh, pretty uh, silly point. Yeah. But you yeah. still do know that she's a teenager. And that is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. It should be also be noted that Princess Leia also tells Danny Van Zant that she fucked Tom Bombs. Mm. Tom Bombs is such a funny name. I know that's not Tom his Bombs. name, but I'm calling him Tom Bombs. <laughs> T Bombs. She's the T Bombs girl. She takes pictures in an oversized jersey uh, with sneakers and the quarterback. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is not like a good look. She's just wearing like a big jersey. Looks stupid. <laughs> I was with a friend the other night who was wearing a, a Michael Jordan Bulls jersey, and she was like, you would not believe the amount of guys who come up and talk to me while I'm wearing this. Oh, she was okay, wearing it fair. as a dress, so. I stand corrected. But, to yeah. but, to be fair, a basketball jersey is tanked up, so it is mm-hmm. a little bit it's sexier. It's a little sexier looking. Mm-hmm. This is a football jersey. It's just a fucking big, this giant is, football jersey. Yeah. Now, this wasn't really sexy at all, except for those T-bomb shoes she was wearing. 
Talking to a friend who was talking to a friend who heard it from another. You've been messing around. Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> Tell the other baby. I talked about how much I hated them recently. So the one thing that made me not like Leia is that she tells Danny. Yeah, that was that some shit. Mia slept with Tom Bombs. Mia, uh, Danny asks her, hey, Leia. Mia's being so hot and cold with me. She's kissing me. She's not kissing me. She's getting me Tom Bombs' this autograph. She's, mm-hmm. all, what's going on? She's like, do I have a chance? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you might have a chance, but I don't know if you'll want the chance because she mm-hmm. fucked Tom mm-hmm. <laughs> They all say fuck, too. That's the weird they thing about this episode. They say fuck a lot, yeah. I was impressed that they made it on to, like, television at the yeah. hour that they did. Even no, Leia. HBO, was, like. Leia's a new character, and she was like, she fucked Tom Bombs right there. Mm-hmm. And then they fingered a bunch of times, too. Yeah, the they old, fucked uh, first and then fingered after. <laughs> they got down to brass tacks, if you know what brass I'm saying. Brass tacks. Brass tacks is fingering. Mia's upset. Mm-hmm. Mia also, like, when she, after she fucks Tom Bombs the first time, she goes home to her house and lays, sleeps in bed with her daughter because she's, like, mm-hmm. ashamed. Mm-hmm. It was a strange thing. I felt like... Her daughter, who was like, "Mommy, mommy, <laughs> mommy, do you who? have any friends? <laughs> she's who is like, your friend, mommy?" <laughs> she says, "Mommy, who is your best friend?" And she's like, "Well, you are." She goes, "No, who is your best grown friend?" Yeah, <laughs> or big person friend or something. Yeah, she's like, "Well, I don't have friend, any. yeah, something like that." I don't have any yeah. princess. Leia. Only children. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's it, kind of. We're, we're, mm-hmm. Me as the Tom Bombs girl, the T Bombs girl. Mm-hmm. And then everyone except for uh, Danny and Leia know that she fucked Tom Bombs twice. And uh, everyone else thinks she's the coolest. So she's got to be on the power squad because that's what Spirit Squad has been changed to. Thanks to Holly right. J. Right. right. Yeah, it's unclear like how we're supposed to feel about this. At the mm-hmm. I mean, it's clear how we're supposed to feel about it, but we're not mm-hmm. sure like how Mia's going to progress with it. Part of me was like, and this is a, a terrible, I felt a little, I felt like... Mm-hmm weird about myself after but i was like i kind of hope she gets pregnant again (laughs) (laughs) because like the whole and i mean from a storytelling perspective because the whole thesis of the beginning of the episode is her mom's finally going to help her so that she can oh and the mom's like right the mom's like i'll do this on one condition you make this your year and Mm -hmm. i was like from a storytelling perspective what irony would it be if she just got pregnant (laughs) right away from tom bombs maybe she does we don't know mm-hmm. one thing you would think though oh she'd get pregnant by a quarterback so like she would at least get like good child support but then you remember it's a canadian quarterback and they only make like 200 bucks a week exactly so, i mean and if they lose and they don't get anything that's just how the contracts work <laughs> yeah that's how it works it's on they're on, they play they play for commission <laughs> they do play on commission heard it from the CFL. B story. College years. Yeah, I guess. The second time years. around. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah, like this is just like it's like a redux. Yeah, <laughs> it's a redux. It is frosh week. We're back to using the word frosh a lot. Oh, interesting to point out that Paula Brancati has taken the the place of Adamo in the open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We have lost oh. everyone but Spinner yeah. from that year for the opening credits. 
I'm doing What's, spinner with the oh, playing the drums, with the drums. Point, pointing the drumstick. <laughs> It's like, what's happening right now? That's what's happening. He brought Paula Brancati to school and gave her a kiss. He did. Yeah. We didn't see a whole lot of Paula Brancati yet, but they did start to imply like she's going to try to play on the football team, which I know is a thing. I love Paula Brancati. Mm -hmm. Love her. Big fan. She's going to be on on the new season of the uh, Shudder original series Slasher. Ooh. Did I tell you that? No. Oh, yeah. I saw that. She's going to be on season of the Shutter original series Slasher with the great also starring David Cronenberg, the great director of movies like The Fly, Videodrome, uh, Crash, (laughs) great movies. Uh, Some of my favorite movies. You're laughing. Mm -hmm. I'm being uh, I'm being serious. Uh, Surprising that he's in the show. So that's cool. I mean, is there much to say about this B story? Like they all go to college they're all they're Emma, all Smithdale girls now. Emma, Manny, and Liberty. Manny and Liberty are ready to like move on and have fun and like live their lives. Emma seems to be like anchored a little bit to them mm-hmm. in a way that's a little suffocating. Um, but they all end up because they get to the school. Emma's on a different floor, but they're still in the same fucking building. Yeah. Uh, so. I- did you go to an orientation thing like this? I know we already talked about our college experience. I remember going to mine and it did feel a little weird at first. I'm like, here's all these people I don't know. So I understand the, the excitement of like getting to do a new experience with your friends that you've known for a long time. And then them being like, actually, I'm good without you. But also like they could have hung out together. She was like choosing to not. But also, I mean, the thing here was that Emma and Manny said they were going to live together and then it's not shown up that way. And suddenly Manny's like, "Okay, cool, whatever. I don't really care. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) That was I mean, that was strange. Like that would be that Mm -hmm. was weird. Um, But Emma finagles it so that they all do end up living together in a room with with one other person. Kelly, who's a boy. Who's a boy. This is like, I've known so many boy Kellys in my life. Really? I've I have a cousin named Kelly that's a boy. Really? I never, mm-hmm. I have not known any boy mm-hmm. Kellys. And his uh, brother is named Casey. <laughs> Kelly and Casey. Casey yeah. and the Sunshine Kellys. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kelly, I don't know how he's living with them. It was a mix up with the name, yeah. I guess. They're like, it's but a you figure they would Kelly. fix that. Yeah. But I guess they get there and they have to do all these fucking like trust activities. They're like, this is how you bond. Kelly sees Liberty full on naked. Yes. Because <laughs> Liberty comes back from a shower and dorm showers and just like drops her, her towel. Even though they, like, they, you know, like it's just, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't even seem that like bummed out. She doesn't even really care yeah. that Kelly. She's Kelly had a baby. So. So um, Emma's like going to go home for the week because this freshman stuff isn't for me. This like fr- fresh week stuff. And Kelly says, you know, I came from the Yukon and I didn't know anybody. So mm-hmm. you want to come and shoot water pistols at people. Mm-hmm. And then she does. And it seems like they're kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. destined to be a relationship. It seems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's Des- going to be great. Destined for some. But it's, it's good because now Emma has like branched out a little bit and she's like open to meeting new people. And normally like Emma seems like someone who'd be cool with that. I think that she just like sets her expectations for one thing. And then if it's not that, she doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. It weirdly felt forced on Emma at Mm -hmm. first because I was like, this doesn't feel like Emma. Emma would do great. Like, Mm -hmm. but then I was like, you know what? That's actually an interesting take to Mm -hmm. do. Like take somebody who you think 
would excel at something like this and show some sort of vulnerability. And I mm-hmm. actually turned, I really liked it in the end. Yeah. I thought it was well done. Um, but, but that's like, really it. Manny starts going by Manuela immediately. And she's like all into the theater and drama people. Yeah. And she, her new roommate. Are you going to do oh, this? Oh yeah. No, no. You say. Her new roommate. She, she gets a roommate mm-hmm. in the, before it ends up, mm-hmm. uh, being Emma and Kelly and Liberty, mm-hmm. but she gets a roommate who she loves because they're both love Feist and David Bannon. <laughs> Very important things. Um, and then Liberty is like joining a sorority already, and she's got to go to the make your own pad tie event and then the charity flapjack stack off. Now, does sorority ring true to for you for Liberty? It's weird because somehow it does because there's different kinds of sororities. And like, yeah. I feel like I could totally see her joining a sorority. Yeah. Knowing like the ones that were in my school. I feel like there's people like Liberty would totally have been in like one of them. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I, I was so. not in a sorority. My school did not have a Greek. Uh, yeah. I cannot be life. contained. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, the only other thing that's kind of great was that when Kelly shows up and everyone's like, well, we're not expecting him, was that uh, Manny said we were expecting someone a little more estrogen. <laughs> yeah. It's very Manny. Yeah. I was like, oh, I still love these characters, but this is kind of boring. You know what I would like more? Yeah. If they just did a spinoff. Yeah, yeah. The college years. Keep these people out of my Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Give them their own show and I would gladly watch it. Mm-hmm. I would be excited to watch it mm-hmm. because then you don't give these stories such short shrift too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, <clears throat> but here's where we are. And and yes, I'm always happy to check in with those, particularly those three characters who we like a lot. Yeah. And I feel like they tried to do so much in these episodes to introduce these new people that they really couldn't give you that much time with the, with the college years. Right, right, right. Smithdale. But since we're on a two-parter here, this is of course a Could, could you, you get, get the C story? story? Um, I do I do appreciate the end of the B story that like Emma finally lets go of things a little bit, and then like Manny and Liberty are looking for her, and she's like, actually, I'm gonna meet up with my new friends and hang out with my new friends. Actually. <laughs> Kelly. Yes, I like that as well. I enjoyed that. Yukon well. Kelly. Yukon Kelly. Yukon Kelnelius. So far, I feel fine about Yukon Kelly, you know? Yukon Kelnelius. I like him, too. He's great. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. He's got a little bit of a soul patch kind of a deal. Oh, thing yeah. Happening. That was big little, at the time. A little James Blunt-like. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. It's true. God, that guy. I met him once. Where 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 did you meet him, Rachel? Why don't you tell the? I think I've already told you, this story on this. Where podcast. you met him at the great, he was perfectly nice, the great, the greatest place on earth, Disneyland. Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were both riding Space Mountain at the same time. Can you yeah. believe it? it Actually, my sister good. did see Aaron Paul at Disneyland once. <laughs> what does that have to do with James Blunt? <laughs> Anyway, actually, my sister did see <laughs> insert a famous person <laughs> at Disneyland, though. They were the same ride together. That's why. Yeah. Anyway, the season. Not story. every day you see famous people in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> <laughs> what an anomaly. If you if you don't see them, you're doing something wrong. 
But yeah. I always see oh. like D-list celebrities and I can never remember what I know them from. <laughs> D-list celebrities. <laughs> um, so the C story follows our new Niners, our minor Niners. As minor lives, Niners. As Derek would call, we'll call Claire Grimes Beach. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, get it out of your system. You hate Claire Grimes Beach. <laughs> Tell us about it. So far, I'm just like, ugh, I, I don't. I remember watching some Claire episodes and I don't remember particularly liking Claire and I don't know that I'm ever going to like Claire. So I'm putting it out there early because we've only seen, we saw Claire back with Adams, you know, RIP Adams because he's long gone. <laughs> like, um, oh yeah, Adams Peters. Oh my God, I <laughs> forgot about Adams Exactly. Peters. So like we saw Claire then and she just seemed like the annoying little sister. It was fine, whatever. But now she's just like a little bit obnoxious. But she's, she's like awkward. She, I mean, she is and she's smart, but she's also like, uh, I don't know. She's got, well, she's got an attitude issue because she comes in and Casey is in the gifted program and she's like, wait, you're, you must not belong here. Like she's very judgy. Yeah, but she's going to get over that. I think that's, she's going to learn. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's part of the whole system, mm-hmm. right? She's going to get there Yeah, because he puts her in her place. He embarrasses her and mm-hmm. then they sort of will. Yeah. And I, I feel like, uh, one of the broomheads or the dope monkeys told us that we would not <laughs> like KC. And so far I like KC. Like I, I have like no issues. Casey. I, I mean, got an email is... today. I don't know. I got a uh, personal email from Sinead Grimes Beach today, so. Oh, what's going yeah, but did you here? ride a ride with her at Disneyland? No, I did not, but she sent me an email to try to sell me her uh, baby onesie that she's, make, she's, uh, of she's course. making. She's a good friend. She sends me personalized emails. This is like they when say, my dad gets Christmas cards from Bob Redford. It's <laughs> What are you talking about? No, it's not, it's not the same thing at all. It's not like I'm on a mailing list. What are you kidding me? Don't act like, don't try to be cool. I'm, I get, look, I, Rachel, I mean, excuse me, Rachel, but I don't know if you can see this. This is Sinead Grimes Beach, Mm -hmm. and it says, hi, Patrick. (laughs) I mean, my dad's Christmas cards from Bob Redford also say, like, hi, Michael. I don't know. This is a a personal email from me to Sinead, from Sinead Grimes Beach to me, my dear friend. Mm -hmm. Also starring. She's not in the open. No. She's been replaced by Aislinn Paul, mm-hmm. right? Ashlyn. Ashlyn. That's mm-hmm. how you say that name. Yeah, that's, that's how, you, how say you say that name. So Same it's, with it's the those... woman from that other show that we like. That's like exactly Ashlyn B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you finish that? I finished that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finished it in a day. Yeah, it took no time. I mean, I I spread it out over three. I took my time with it. What's the name of that show? This way up. This way up. I love it. Mm-hmm. Great show. Anya. Onya, mm-hmm. but not like Anya. Onya, Onya. Mm-hmm. I love it. Claire yeah. Grimes Beach wears a uniform to a school where she doesn't need to wear a uniform, and Darcy and is like making fun of her for it. She's like, "Look at Allie over there! Like she's a slut in training. Like she's no, gonna she's... be our new Manny." <laughs> she comes to school and takes off the clothes that she wears for her parents. And puts on, and it's not even like it's. She was like jeans. No, it wasn't like even bad stuff. But they no. did it. They did it in both episodes. They're like, just so yeah, you yeah. know, this is our Manny replacement here. She is going yeah. to become the person who is going to be slut shamed by everyone in the school. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I love Allie already. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I feel like you would. Um, it should be pointed out that she she wears a as you said, a private school uniform to school, to a mm-hmm. public school. Mm-hmm. And when confronted about this by Casey, she said, 
because it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It does not look comfortable. Nothing about it looks comfortable. She also said comfortable. It, it just looks like a vibe. Like she's just trying to get a certain look across. And she's it's not also sexy sporty. Yeah. Oh, God. No, no, no. Nothing no, about no. it is sexy. She definitely wears the shoes that you actually do have to wear to Catholic school. Like penny loafers. She's got like black penny, penny loafers. loafers. I love that song. Penny loafers. It's, it's your favorite, favorite, favorite Billy Joel song. Beatles. Yeah, Billy Joel. Penny loafers are in my ears and in my arms. So after Claire Grimes Beach has made like a judgment call on Casey and the Sunshine Band, like she then has to like show him around the school. Yeah. Yeah. Because he looks like a skate skater or something. Yeah, he does look like a skater boy. See you later, boy. Mm -hmm. Can't make it any more obvious. So there's apparently an open mic in the cafeteria that is hosted by Derek with a long cane and Bruce the Moose, Natty Zavitz. Natty Zavitz, baby. Natty Zavitz made the open. (laughs) Love Natty Zavitz. There once was a man from Nantucket. (laughs) He does. He does one of those uh, for the open mic. And so because uh, Claire has made this like real judgment call on Casey, She's like, well, I don't, I don't care what people think of me, you know. So, mm-hmm. why, like, it doesn't bother me and all this stuff. Right. He says, "Why do you wear that that silly outfit to school?" Mm-hmm. She says, "Because it's comfortable, mm-hmm. and because I don't care what anybody thinks about me." Mm-hmm. He tells, like, well, he's like, "Well, then you should get up and do the open mic if you really don't care what anyone thinks about you." Oh, right. And she sings a hymn. Yeah, and then people boo her. Yeah. To the point where she gets pulled off with the cane. I wonder where Derek got that cane. Dude, Derek like fucking really yanked her. Yeah. I was like, you could not do that today to a to a woman. Are mm. you kidding me? A, a lot of people said that like we were gonna like ep- like hate Derek, and and it made me think like suggesting that like he was gonna like be a, like a shitty person, like a hot Peter or something. Mm-hmm. But like he is like h- harmless. Yeah, I I don't know what he will become. He may do something terrible in the future, but as of now. Mm-hmm. Five years from now, she sits at home, <laughs> feeding the baby. She's all alone. She—that's gonna be Claire Graham's speech. That is. That is. Sorry, I'm like right at that point. She, he literally like pulls her from her neck. With the yeah. Fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. She turns on TV. Guess yeah. who she sees? Skater boy rocking a band TV. Mm-hmm. So. Then she's incredibly embarrassed. So she's like, let's just eat lunch in the computer room, Connor. And then, okay, let's just take a quick second here to say that Connor is supposedly Snake's godson. <laughs> and he, he just drop it in the beginning of the episode. And then they're like, but wait, whose child is he? Like, we haven't they heard anything. The way they drop it into the episode is like as if they know how absolutely ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Just yeah. let him just like, be somebody. Just be another student. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I'm guessing that there's a reason that we'll get to for this at some point. But right now, it does not make any sense. Um, Could not make it any more obvious. And the other thing that I had to, like, confirm before I checked, I was like, they're trying to make him seem like he's got Asperger's or autism. And they that is apparently. Yes. What it, yeah. But but they don't say it. They just, like, drop a lot of hints of, like, right. oh, Claire can distract him by talking about, like, fireworks. And so then right. convince him to eat lunch there and things like that. So 
It was funny because like when they were eating lunch in the room, I did see the chef walk by and like make an exaggerated face. Oh, really? To, oh, wait, <laughs> wait, it. Rachel. So wait, watch it. Okay. Yeah. It happened and I saw it and I, in my head, I was, I thought genuinely that he just mistakenly walked through the shot and they kept it. <laughs> Because it was so awkward and like the way it happened, he was like holding the football and he like oh looks God. and I thought he walked through the shot and they kept it because they were like, it's in the background. It's Degrassi. Nobody's going to notice. But then it did actually pay dividends because he comes back and tells them he doesn't want them to get mayonnaise in their computers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He hates these weirdos. Mm-hmm. Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz. So they're like. I love facts of life. So when they're back, like in their nerdy, weird class, uh, then the chef comes in to tell them like not to eat anywhere except for where they're supposed to. And then literally like points to Claire in front of everyone yeah. to be like, Claire you. Speech. We should play a game where I sing different TV theme songs, but I only say Natty Zavitz and you have to pick which, which show it is. Which... <laughs> that would be a fun Patreon game. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody comes when we do one of the Zooms and they sing a different theme song, uh, but they replace all the words to the theme song with Natty Zavitz. <laughs> and then we have to guess what it is like Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, which would be different strokes, of course. <laughs> Also, because I have this on and I, I forgot to mention one thing about the A story that I found very weird, which was that Mia like goes to meet the modeling people in the beginning and they put her in a dress and some heels and then she wears that through the rest of the episode. She's just like, these are my clothes now. <laughs> but also like she she shows up to school, and, but it's also like uh, in jeans and everybody yeah. was like, oh, my God, Mia. And I'm like, does that's like what she wears except yeah. for the shoes. Yeah, yeah. But then she wears this dress like throughout the rest of the episode, too. So you're not into this Natty Zavitz TV theme song game. I mean, it was fun for the facts of life, but now I'm like, I'm ready. To no, but on. I'm saying if we do it with the broomheads on the Zoom and they do it and we have to guess. Sure. You hate this bit. Sorry, I'm trying to find uh, ship, the ship. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, she's got her sandwich out and she's like, well, you know, Connor. I don't know that oh, yeah. that was. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> it looks like he's walking through the shot and they kept it. But yeah. it was part of the story to their yeah. credit. It was yeah. unless <laughs> imagine they were like, now we got to make it. Now we got to use this. Yeah. I will say, though, that scene that you're talking about where she distracts him by having talking about fireworks. Mm -hmm. I would not necessarily uh, say that was a, a, a subtle way of suggesting. Yeah, oh, no, no, it wasn't subtle at <laughs> all. Very, like it was yeah, very, blunt. very clear that that's what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, that and all the chair references. I also think we could we could do a, a game where we do Christmas songs and we replace all the words of the mm -hmm. Christmas songs with mm -hmm. daddy's habits. Oh, Natty Zavitz. Oh, you Natty Zavitz. You can't even Zavitz. say oh. You can't okay. say oh. You got to go, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz. You mm -hmm. can't say oh. Everything has to be Natty Zavitz. Mm -hmm. Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz. Mm -hmm. Natty Zavitz, <laughs> Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz. Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz. See, it's a fun game. Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz. Perfect, see? <laughs> 
But it's also fun if you do Bruce the Moose. Bruce the Moose. And moose, Bruce, Bruce the, the moose. moose. Bruce the Moose. Bruce the Moose. That's right. That is true. You can pick. Do you want to do Bruce the Moose or Daddy Seven? I don't know. By I'm kind of like switching it up a little bit for for variety. And then uh, when if you I need put... to, you could do a Johnny DeMarco one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. Bruce the Moose is paying off in spades. He's like he really down the, he's down so the block. he's so great. So yeah. they eat. So basically, Casey's like, sorry, and mm-hmm. now they're friends, right? Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah. After Claire got made fun of by the chef in class. And then they just end up, She she's like, well, okay. So they go back to the cafeteria and someone's sitting at their table. So then, you know, Claire convinces Connor to go over to like with Casey and Allie and they, right. they start to become friends. So we see that we're going to start to get this new minor Niners situation. Yeah. Real the new Emma and Manny is what mm-hmm. we're getting, mm-hmm. and Toby and JT. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much all of it, right? I don't think there's much else. I mean, I I felt like so much had happened in these episodes. We've been talking for a very long time now, so. Well, it's two parter. Two parter, mm-hmm. Natty Zavitz. <laughs> so you can really make it work with anything. I can't believe that Natty Zavitz is in the fucking open. He still has never done anything. No, except for today when he <laughs> once was a man from Nantucket. Dude, he's the thumbnail on Tubi for, <laughs> for this, this episode. episode. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a fucking Bruce the Moose episode. But it wasn't. No. It was just that bit. That was the thing. Yeah, not that was not the case on YouTube. I'll tell you, Mia's definitely on it for. <laughs> for at least the one first to ten, one. Rach, the peep, the broomheads know the score. One to ten. What do you think? How much does it go there? I say a five. It's not, I don't think it goes there a lot in a lot of ways, except for Mia uh, fucking. Uh, oh, right. She fucked that old Tom Bombs. Player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom twice. We think twice. Certainly yeah. once. Also, everything with the Shep feels a little bit questionable. So there's a lot of like questionable content more so than that it's like outright like goey goey there. But I guess that is kind of going there anyway. That's like the norm for the show. I would agree. Would you say a five? A five. I'm not going to go higher than that. I don't think it's higher than a five. So I'll go four because I always go one up or one down. Yeah, always. It's been been proven to be wrong. (laughs) Proven that I do it only 20 something percent of the time. (laughs) Um, So, Patrick, we have come a long ways in the show. So many fucking characters to choose from tonight. Yeah, we lost a lot of people. We got a lot of new people in this season. We don't. Even, we haven't even met everyone who's in the introduction yet. There's like still people who are in the opening credits that we have not been introduced to, which is there wild to me. There's at Ooh. least one. There was one guy that I was like, I don't recognize that guy. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, and is that Eli? No, because Eli oh. comes later. Okay. You have to choose out of. Three stories and uh, 150 characters. Who of them do you think is the most valuable Degrassian for this episode? And you cannot say Tom Bombs. No, shout out to Natty Zavitz for getting in the open. Yeah. Shout out to Natty Zavitz for being named Natty fucking Zavitz. I mean, mm-hmm. the I said this already, but the, the world where Bruce the Moose's actual name is more fun to say and, and do bits with than, act mm-hmm. than Bruce the Moose is pretty incredible. I mm-hmm. think I love this person. Uh, I I don't know. There's a lot of people to choose from. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mia's episode, but I don't know that I can give it to Mia. She fucked Tom Bombs, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. And then I was like, Leia, because she like called her out. But then I didn't love when Leia fucking went and told Danny that she was banging the guy. 
I mean, a big part of me is like thinking it's Mia. Yeah, I haven't. I'm having a hard time with figuring out who it is, too, because I feel like the B and the C stories, it's not like enough. I mean, the B story is boring. The C story was at least a little bit more interesting. But I don't really think that I'm ready to give it to a a grade niner for a C story and a two parter episode at this point. Especially a two parter episode where they don't even follow. I mean, to be fair, they're in both parts. Yeah. But it's just the second episode is the one that like follows them. But you know what? I'm here to break with traditions and break Mm -hmm. rules. So I'm assuming this is going to be the first of many, many, many MVGs from my perspective for one Claire Grimes speech. Let's go ahead and give it to Claire Grimes speech because she wears a school uniform because to a Catholic school uniform to a public school because it is comfortable. And then she sang a hymn, Mm -hmm. which was embarrassing and, and wonderful. And I don't know. I got no, I don't really have a better option. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is a kind of a default one. But I think it probably should be Mia, but I'm picking Claire Graham's speech. It's a really it's a really tough one. Like I didn't I come out of a lot of these episodes and I have like a clear idea of like it's got to be like this person or maybe it's between two people. Um, This one, it's just like they're trying to introduce you to so many people. So really only Mia's story is substantial in it. Right. Right. Um. And I don't really love what she does either, but I feel like because she's the one who gets the most screen time and her trajectory is the most interesting to me, I'm going with Mia. Yeah, I think Mia's probably the right answer. It's an interesting story. It just felt a little bit like uh, Mia's like... I don't love it, though, because I just like... I was like, can you just have a good school year? Like, why do you have to, like, become a model and, like, two days later you're sleeping with this guy just to get a job? Like, it seems like a little rush, but you know what? Superintendent. Right. I mean, although I do have to say there's some like A plus pizza man writing in here because like Tom Bombs is great. You like Mia? I don't know if I do, actually, because I kind of feel like a little bit. I mean, I think the acting was very good. And I thought the story was interesting, but I but I'm like, do I like her as a character? I don't know. Like, I feel like she's. I feel bad for her often, but then I feel like there's not enough substance of like good things <laughs> for her to, for me to really like root for her. But maybe I I'll like her like, more. I don't know. There was like a weird thing for me where like the mom was like, I'll finally help you. It's like, well, what the fuck have you been doing? This poor girl is a mother. Yeah. She's been like not doing like fucking letting her fend for herself. She's 16. But she did a spirit squad last year. So like clearly her mom was helping her somewhat. Uh, but uh, yeah. I guess. But I mean, also I like. like you get pregnant when you're a teenager and you decide to have your baby and keep your baby. Like you have to take some responsibility also. I agree with you, but you don't know what the outside circumstances of that decision are. No, that's true. You know, you don't exactly have the free will to kind of make that decision at 15 or 16 Mm -hmm. because you have to have parental permission in a lot of places. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I, what it's like in Canada, but Mm -hmm. in some places you have to have parental permission. But I also feel like that her mom, if her mom was like, you're doing this yourself, then it was, uh, or not like, I'm not doing all, I'm not, you know, raising your child for you. I feel like her mom had, would have been open to abortion. Not necessarily though, because her mother might be like, this is your fucking punishment. Now you gotta have it and you gotta do, I don't know. I don't know. Her mom doesn't seem that extreme to me though. So (laughs) she she seems like kind of a nice mom. I just think that she she was busy with her own life and not expecting her 13 year old daughter to have a baby. Wow. We're really, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, I think it's interesting that she's had to have, take that much responsibility 
But then when as soon as she gets some freedom, she does this shit. Like, <laughs> but again, yeah. I don't have anyone else to pick. The so. intoxicating world of Canadian Comments. modeling. Canadian Football League, not just any Canadian modeling. Teenagers are obsessed with the idea of being scouted to be models. Yeah, that is true. It's just See, like you- someone spots you and says, oh, you're great. Yeah, well, it feels good. Feels We're going to give you money to just exist. I remember when I was scouted to be a model once. Mm-hmm. What happened? Were you at the 930 Club? No, I know. I'm not from Washington, D.C., Rachel. I was out and about doing my spirit squad stuff, and someone was like, you, you're the next big thing. Didn't work out for me. That's, that's where you are. You're right there. All see right. If can, see if you can guess this one. Natty Zavitz. Natty, Natty Zavitz. Natty Zavitz. Natty Zavitz. Natty Zavitz. Do you not know what this is? Oh, yes. It's the Grassy song. Natty Zavitz. Natty Zavitz. Natty Zavitz. That's if I do. All right. <laughs> See, this is a fun game. It is a fun game. So, Broomheads and Dope Monkeys, you can find us on the internet. You can support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash deep. Um, we do fun bonus episodes. We have hangouts We once got a, month. a real fun one planned. For Hopefully. next month, yeah. Hopefully. I will also say this. It, it will probably be the month of September. Mm-hmm. But if this other thing that I'm, we're, start, we're trying to put together falls through mm-hmm. rachel is gonna watch twilight yes i am gonna watch twilight for the first we're, time ever we're gonna do twilight within this month or next month mm-hmm. but it's probably gonna be next month but i've we, never gonna... watched or read twilight so the bummer is what i really want rachel to watch is twilight breaking Dawn part two but i we can't just jump right into that but i also don't want to make you watch all of the movies in between mm-hmm We'll have to see how it goes. Okay. It's going to be great. Get on the Patreon. We're going to watch Twilight. We're going yeah. to do a very fun thing otherwise also. So that's the Patreon. D- um, you can send us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. And we are on Facebook as uh, Deem at Deem Podcast. And there's also the Dope Monkeys and Broomheads Facebook group. Yes, there is. There's it's great the things, times. Yeah. There's great spreadsheets on there. Mm-hmm. There's great conversations happening. You got to get mm-hmm. into it. It's a lot of fun. Season eight, Rach, feeling good, feeling ready to take. I can't take believe this we're here. Storm. I can't believe we're here, but also it feels like it's been a lifetime. I think the thing that's really hard is letting go of all those characters that we know. Like, I mean, I started watching Degrassi, the Next Generation, from the get go. So, like those characters from the get go. What get-go? from the get go? The Geico get go. Um, he introduced me to the show. He's actually very into Canadian teen drama. Um, so I think that like losing a lot of those characters, it's like, I don't have the same appreciation, but because I'm in this world and I like this world, like it's, uh, easy to jump in. And I think we're, I'm kind of excited to meet these new people and like stories that I'm not familiar with, except for Twincest, which we'll get to next season. So I'm so excited to take the ride with these new characters today. I texted Rachel because we had recorded a Patreon episode. She sent me the, the edit to listen to mm-hmm. it. And I loved it. I thought it was so funny. And I wrote, Rachel, this is a great episode. It was so funny. Well, our po- I said our podcast is so funny. And Rachel wrote back, I'm glad you liked it. 
Not like totally. Yeah, I love it too. It's so great. So happy we do this podcast. It was like, well, good for you. Happy it. Happy it. Well, what I meant you. to what I meant to text and then I didn't was that like. I wasn't listening that closely. I just did a quick rough edit so you could tell me if there was anything that else needed to be cut. So I wasn't really paying attention when I listened back to it yet because I'm going to do that tomorrow. So took a screenshot (laughs) of the text in case I ever need it for anything. I'm glad Glad you liked it. (laughs) But then I was like, "Eh, I can't finish typing this. I'll do it later. Enthusiasm for our podcast that Rachel has. (laughs) Well, the thing is, sometimes I think the the things that you really like are different than what I really like, which is why Mm -hmm. we compliment each other but then the episodes that i'm like this is the best episode ever is not your favorite so i'm true i like every episode and also you're <laughs> laughing very much in that patreon episode by the way i was i was at shay jude for example shay jude really got me <laughs> get on it everybody you're missing out if you're not doing it we have a lot of fun yeah we do well i have fun rachel kind of tolerates it <laughs> <laughs> to be the best, be the best I can. Hear what I say to you. You're gonna get anyway. so good at this opening song, this new one. I don't even really know how to do it yet. I just give it time. Give it a whole season. I don't. It's not, it's so generic. It's not like yeah. there's nothing. That's what I think I don't love love about it. There's no like if I do or ha ha mm-hmm. yeah. There's no yeah charm to it. It's just like here's what the kids were listening to as the Degrassi song. Yeah. Even the shitty one with no words had bing bong, bing (laughs) bong. (laughs) Is that having anything? Is that really having something? Bing bong, bing bong. (laughs) Which is like at least something to like latch on to. Yeah, yeah. To make fun of. Whereas like this is just like. Give it another, give it another episode or two to really listen. And, you know, maybe listen back to it and see if there's anything that catches you. You're right. I was too busy looking at all the new characters and trying to figure out who they all were. Natty Zavitz. Natty Zavitz. All right. Lenny Kravitz. Brumettes and Dope Monkeys. We'll be back next week. We will. Probably without a cold open, though. So. No, none of those anymore. That's, that's our new Degrassi open. <laughs> no cold opens. Hello, everybody. Hi. I'll just have Steven Tyler open up. I'll bring it Every up. Every time. Open. Bye. Thumbs up.